Hello, everybody, and welcome back to OMB Reviews. I am the critic who is a cynic. How is everyone doing this evening? Happy Saturday to everybody. Hope everyone has having a wonderful weekend. And yes, the voice is back for the most part. It is definitely not at 100%, but it is doing so much better than it was before. So again, thank you all very much for all of your kind words, all of your well wishes during this time, and I really do appreciate it. But I do also, of course, want to welcome you all to episode 306 of the Welcome to Asgard podcast, and hopefully I will be able to keep up with posting this as a podcast after the episode is done. I have my headphones on today just because I uh, literally, as I was sitting down after grabbing my water, saw my intro, uh, like, you know, the little uh, mini stinger beforehand going because the video I was playing is set to be a five-minute video, and I, I think I timed it just right, but I didn't realize how perfectly I had actually timed it. And so I, I thought that I was going to be able just to, <laughs> to listen in on some levels before starting, and sure enough, what do you know? Uh, I saw it playing. I'm like, well, I guess I got to hit the uh, the go live button right here. I guess I got to get my uh, camera on. Uh, but as you can see, tonight is indeed an open forum. And I, of course, will also be talking a little bit about my uh, plans that I'm going through right now for the season of Advent. For those that are not aware, uh, many of you, of course, already are. I am a devout traditional Catholic is how I describe myself. And so I'm taking on some traditional Advent practices this year, including uh, fasting, abstinence, uh, Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. And it uh, has been, so far, one week into Advent, and it's been uh, wonderful. It's been fantastic. So anyway, before getting further, though, please make sure you smash that like button if you're watching over on Odyssey. Light up that fire button as well, as we are multi-streaming all over the place today. And I'll go ahead and take my headphones off, since I don't need to actually check those levels anymore because everything looks like it's coming through swimmingly. So let's say hello first off to the YouTube fan. We got Snortapoopus Cuber who says, Hello, humans and other quitters. What's going on, Snortapoopus? Glad to have you in the chat. We got Bruce in the chat. Hail to you, good sir. Thank you very much for being here. I appreciate it. It's a short story. Laura waiting for Nerdronic. She goes by so many different names. What's going on? Yeah, as is usual on a Saturday evening, there are so many other channels that are going live right now. But as I always say, the one person who always gets a pass in my book is Drunk3PO because he is the most gorgeous man on the internet. And also, congratulations to Drunk3PO who just passed 50,000 subscribers on YouTube. That is freaking amazing. So again, huge shout out to Drunk3PO. Uh, Anna, that Star Wars girl, she's awesome as well. Uh, she right now is actually at the Chris Gore uh, Comic-Con panel, and she's live streaming that, so that's pretty awesome. Shout out to Chris Gore, who has been a member on Friday Night Tights before, and he's a really awesome guy. would love to talk to him a bit more. And Midnight's Edge After Dark, Tom Mead, of course you all know, uh, he is my movie-loving brother. Uh, even though he is a lot of times wrong on the box office, that's okay. Um, <laughs> so it's it's a good panel. But the only one who has an actual pass, of course, is is Drunk Three PO because he's a beautiful man. Stephanie B, what's going on, Stephanie B? She is the general of my Valks. Thank you very much for being here today. As I of course also appreciate. It's a short story. Laura being here as one of my mods and Tina, the Empress of the Universe, who is. Uh, also, one of the Valkyrie. Jace Doe, what is going on? Welcome back. We got Gary Banjo Sandwich Worthington. Hail to you. 
from the UK, as he says. Gmonkey76, hail to you. Alex McCarthy, what's going on, good sir? Says, howdy, Odin, how's it going, how's Thor? I watched RIPD and sprained my ankle. Let the jokes begin. Well, I don't even think I need to say the joke because I think it just kind of speaks for itself. I think I think that that whole statement, it, it just works so perfectly that there's nothing else I need to add to it. You watched RIPD and you sprained your ankle. I think that says all that needs to be said about about that movie and and about your opinion of, of said movie. Keck44, what is going on? Welcome back to the chat. Glad to have you here. There is Tina. Thank you for being here. Uh, but yes, it is open forum. So anything specifically movie box office related, uh, it can be other off topic things, obviously, with it being open forum. But I do ask it not to be too crazy off of the mark. Uh, try and keep it at least culture, pop culture related. And uh, of course, also, there are certain things that I just cannot address because of my own uh you know, full-time job as well. So there might be sometimes, hasn't happened a lot, but there might be times where I say, I can't really talk about it or I can't really answer that question. Uh, but Tina is here. We got Forever Sci-Fi. What's going on, Forever Sci-Fi? Thank you very much for being in the chat. You are awesome. Uh, let's see. We got Father Christopher Miller. Hail to you, Father. He is the chaplain of the channel. We got Jesus Rosado. What is going on, Jesus? Glad to see you here. We got Rob D in the chat. Hail Rob D. Thank you very much for being here. Mr. Grant Gregory. There he is. What's going on, good sir? Welcome back. Glad to have you back, good sir. Thank you for being here. And I'm glad that you said my friend because that, of course, can only remind me of thank you for being my friend. Uh, and hopefully if Dolores Ed is in the chat, uh, it is once again stuck in his uh, mind for that entire <laughs> for the entire rest of the day as it was last time he was on for the chosen stream uh let's see uh npc bucks that's jkd buck 76 watching on d live what's going on thank you for supporting the d live fam we got kara tharp who is of course a supporter over at locals but is also a member on the channel thank you for being here tonight we also have cacao and cookies minion welcome to you good sir Thank you very much. Uh, Coliseum Builders. What's going on, Coliseum? Welcome back here. Uh, JKD Buck, thank you, good sir. I, I appreciate that. Definitely sounds a lot better than what it was. If you listened at all to not this week's Friday Night Tights, but the week before, oh man, it was complete and utter trash. It was complete and utter trash. So there's Cacao. Thank you for being here, good sir. Crisco coming in with the tag and the question saying, any thoughts on the upcoming West Side Story remake? It's getting lots of praise from the critics, but to me it looks like a competent yet completely unnecessary redo. Yeah, and I think that's basically where I fall on it. I'm not saying it's going to be bad or that it is bad or that it even looks bad. It's just every time I see the trailer, all I can think to myself is, one, why in the hell are they remaking a classic that never needed to be remade? And two, why in the world would I want to once again try and put any faith into modern-day Steven Spielberg, who, at least in more recent years, has been nothing but a letdown, has just not been the same Spielberg as of old. Even in some of the better films he's made, like Bridge of Spies, for instance, even in cases like that, it's still so far off the mark from from where he had been in previous times in his career. And then, of course, the ones that have been really bad have been really, really bad. I mean, Ready Player One was just was just atrocious on so many levels. So this is one where I think it's going to be mostly inoffensive. 
And, and by that, what I mean is that I think that people are going to go see it. I think that it's going to get some pretty good reviews. I, I don't think it's going to be much of a box office hit because musicals are a hard sell nowadays. Uh, look to In the Heights for a great example of that, though. That, of course, was also competing against itself being HBO Max day and date release. But then you also had Dear Evan Hansen. And, and the thing with Dear Evan Hansen was that Dear Evan Hansen was a uh, was a film edition right was a, a retelling of the story of this of this musical that just within the past few years was the biggest musical on Broadway was the, one of the hottest tickets that you could possibly get and it it did nothing it was a financial flop it was out of theaters within just like a couple of weeks that's how bad it did so i don't know if musicals are really going to be able to to really do much of anything in today's world and in today's market you know, one the only argument that can really be made is is the fact that it's a well known property that that it's it's a well known entity. But again, it goes back to what you had just said earlier too, right? No one was no one was asking for it. It, it just seems completely unnecessary on on so many different levels. Let's see. Rob D says, "Hello, Odin. What are Baby Thor and Freya getting for Christmas?" Uh, well, uh. Baby Thor is getting a few things. I mean, that, that's kind of, you know, a given. And I, I won't go into details because I don't want him to find out about them until later. And then the same, of course, goes for Freya as well. But me and Freya have always been more of a uh, events versus gifts. Uh, so, you know, we'll, we'll, we're a lot more practical when it comes to that. So normally if there's something that becomes a need for one of us and it happens to be during the season, we will kind of jump on that and say, oh, well, well, I'll just go ahead and do this for you for Christmas. But since you may need it now, you can have access to it now kind of thing. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's basically what we have going on so far. I got sunglasses because, uh, because of the time change that happened recently, the way in which I leave, the time that I leave in the morning and the time that I, that I get back, especially after picking baby Thor up from daycare, is I'm driving directly into the sun. And especially while I'm approaching my own house, it's very dangerous because there's this hill and it's very hard with my current sunglasses to see anything. Uh, and so it, it's very dangerous just because there's literally moments where if someone were to walk in front of my car, I would, I would never have known. Uh, because of how bad the light is. And so uh, she talked to her brother-in-law, or rather my brother-in-law, her brother, who uh, is an expert on these matters. And so got me some, I think they're called Costas, I think is the, is the brand name. Uh, and, and he swears by them, especially for, you know, having to deal with <clears throat> direct and harsh sun. So I uh, haven't been able to try them out yet because today was really my first day on the road since they came in and it was all overcast. So <laughs> haven't had a much chance of doing that. Uh, let's see. Gary Banjo Sandwich says, hello from the UK. Off with a case of the coof. That was not what I asked for from Sansa. Well, again, hope that you're okay. Uh, obviously, the, the chances of you coming out of it are, are incredibly high. Uh, but at the same time, I do still hope and pray that uh, your symptoms are mild and that you are able to get through it quickly, more so so that you can get back into real life. Because Lord knows that right now to to have it and to you know be around people who have it, let alone if you're if you're one of those persons that's living in Australia. I don't know if y'all have seen those videos of of the of the woman who was in a camp for two weeks just for having been near someone that was positive, even though that she tested negative several times. Uh, it's a crazy world we're living in today. It is a truly insane world that we are living in today. So um, I, I definitely. 
Uh, I definitely hope that uh, that is not uh, what you have to go through. Let's see. Laura has to say, Song Kenneth Branagh's Belfast. Beautiful film. Strongly recommend. Yeah, I've heard great things about it. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a pretty big uh, Kenneth Branagh uh, fan as far as just I, I think he's a really talented filmmaker. He makes a lot of really good films. And, um, you know, obviously he's, he's not perfect, but he's made a lot of really good films. And Belfast has been one that I've heard just so many great things. And I want to say it is still playing in my local theater district, um, or rather in the, in my local, uh, the local theaters near me. But as I've always said, it's, it's hard to always be able to find that extra bit of time to go, uh, because of, you know, baby Thor and because of spending time with, with of course, wanting to spend time with my wife and, and having the full-time job and everything. So it becomes a lot trickier, but uh, it's definitely on my list of things to see. The beautiful thing is that we've got this last week of school before exams. And once that happens, my ability to go see movies opens up a lot, especially even during exam week itself because of the fact that baby Thor is at daycare. So it allows me to be able to see at least a movie, maybe even two uh, on certain days uh, during that time. So I'm very much looking forward to that. And because a lot of these theaters are seeing a little bit more traffic than usual because of the holiday season, it looks like they're starting to extend their times just a little bit more, which helps me out a lot because the earlier the show time, the earlier that first show time is, it means the better chance I have of, of doing a double feature, which I, I love doing when I, when I can, especially especially since I know it's hard for me to go to the theater anyway. So uh, Belfast is at the top of my list, though, uh, Laura. And as you know, and as anyone who's been watching the channel knows for a long time, I take Laura's word very seriously. Uh, she was the reason why I didn't end up going seeing The Last Duel. And hey, it turns out that I was in a huge majority of people that also did not go to see The Last Duel. Maybe not for the reasons that were laid out to me by Laura that made me not want to go see it, specifically a certain grape scene uh, being shown several times over for no reason whatsoever. And really, again, I find that to be a completely untasteful. But uh, yeah, anyway, she is uh, someone that I very much trust as far as movie opinions are concerned. It's almost like if you were to have a scale... And you were to have, you know, trustworthy movie opinions versus non-trustworthy. The very bottom of that list is Alex McCarthy. And I love Alex McCarthy. You know, he, he is an Asgardian through and through. He, he, he is a, a, part, a heart, part of the heart and soul of this channel. He has been here for a very, very long time. But he also is, is consistently uh, terrible and garbage in his movie opinions. And so, again consistent bottom there uh while closer to the top would be of course laura the modern major general of the story and i would say the only person that would be just a little bit further up than that would of course be tina the empress of the universe just because she is a movie encyclopedia and uh when she recommends something uh she is normally pretty much on the mark i will say there's only been i think one film and she knows the film that I'm talking about that we had a very vehement disagreement over. And again, I think that has to do more with uh, more with taste than anything else. Uh, I still actually have not finished that film featured on a boat. Uh, if, if you were forgetting the film that I was talking about, uh, Tina, it was the film on the boat that I was not uh, that into. Uh, Callum, <laughs> what's going on there? Callum Cannon, what's going on? What's going on? Bifford Hobbit, what's going on? Good, sir. Uh, Fredo got fired from CNN. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. And yet, it is it is not even... <laughs> There's Tina. She gets it. Tina's like, oh, I know exactly what you're talking about, and don't even bring it up. Well, I did. I did. But I also had... I had a bit of a... I had a compliment in there as well, Tina. So, I'd focus more on that. 
than anything else. But yes, uh, and CNN, though, uh, going back to your comment, Biffer, yeah, and yet CNN is still the exact same. They haven't changed. Uh, Coliseum says, do you think people will go on mass to West Side Story? No, I don't. Kind of for the reasons why I laid out earlier. Musicals are a hard sell. Spielberg is not as consistently uh, solid as he once was. And it is a film that not a lot of people are asking for. Now, is that me saying it's going to lose money? No. Is that me saying it's going to flop? No. But I just, I don't see, there aren't a lot of metrics at this point to really point to it being a, a huge success. Because the only argument I think that anyone could really make would be, oh, well, they're clearly gearing it towards the Hispanic community and maybe it'll do really well with them. The issue is that, well, Disney's latest Encanto was also directed towards the Hispanic community and it's doing next to nothing box office wise. So it really is, I just think, I think it's a tough sell. And I think it really comes down to it being a musical. Just musicals are a lot tougher to sell. Even classics are a lot tougher to sell uh, in today's world, which is sad because I personally uh, love them. I'm a big fan of musicals. Uh, JKDBuck76 says, Spider-Man predictions, will it set records? So it's not going to set all-time records. It's it's not going to beat Endgame. That I, I think I can say I, I, I would be willing to eat crow later on with, with that statement. That I, I do not think it's going to beat Endgame. I don't think any film is ever going to reach the level of Endgame ever again. That 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 I, I remember saying that back before even pandemic times when when Endgame happened I was like I just don't think there's ever going to be an event film like this built up this well to reach a culmination that's going to have a lot of people still on it because a lot of people now have checked out since Endgame. I mean there were people checking out before Endgame but I think Endgame especially has been the end for a lot of fans for a lot of people in general. I so I think that's part of the reason. Obviously, now we're living in in post-pandemic era and still current pandemic area era. So you're already going to have that as an impact, not just because of certain theaters being closed or having certain restrictions on theater sizes. But the other thing that people oftentimes don't take into account is the fact that some of these cities and countries are going to require Vax Pass ports. And that, to me, is going to be the biggest um, biggest barrier to any film being able to make anything close to endgame levels ever again. That's just not going to happen. There's just no way that, that that's going to happen. So again, I'm willing to eat crow on that kind of a prediction. I don't really think it's that, um, I don't think it's that controversial of an opinion. Now I do think there is a very good chance that it'll get to a billion dollars. I think it'll be the first billion dollar film of the pandemic era but I think that's about all that there's going to be said for it. I don't know if it's going to be the highest grossing Spider-Man film of all time. It's, it's again, we'll have to wait and see those opening days, those opening numbers. And, and I mentioned this in my video, and I think some people for some reason just didn't get it. I did a video explaining why uh, pre-sales you know, don't mean anything, why, why pre-sales are almost essentially useless. Because even though there is some level of prediction that can be made from it, it's a piece of the puzzle when it comes to making predictions. It's a piece of a puzzle. The other pieces that oftentimes get forgotten, and I think the biggest of those forgotten pieces is the one that I have firsthand experience with because I worked at a theater for three years. And yet, even though it's been about maybe six or seven years since I did work in a theater, 
I do know that this is how it, it works in a lot of markets still to this day, just by the fact that I've, I've gone to a lot of theaters over the past several years, not as much since baby Thor has been born, but still. And that factor is people showing up the day of to go see a movie. That is still a huge problem. If you have a lot of tickets selling, if you have a lot of tickets selling, that is in and of itself, right? That is in and of itself going to be something that is not going to guarantee that people are going to show up on the actual day. And when it comes to how much money is made by movies opening weekend, a huge portion, if not the majority, still comes from day of purchases and not going in advance. So that's the reason why I think that it's going to be able to reach a billion dollars, talking about here Spider-Man. But I, I just, again, don't really think it's going to really be able to do all that much more than that. Slash Neons, what is going on? Thanks for being here. By the way, commenting is dangerous. Welcome back. Soul Assassin, how is it going? Again, apologies if those were quick, but the chat has already begun to jump on me. Uh, again, I know that StreamYard just updated their software to allow for more chats. I'm hoping that Restream Studio does the same as well. Her Sci-Fi says, could be worse. My older brother loved Jigly uh, or, or Jiggly and duets in is one of his favorites. Duets? I don't know about duets. Um, was that supposed to say Geely? Isn't that, isn't Geely the one with Matt Damon? Is that the one that you were talking about? And agreed, 99% for sure of these remakes are unnecessary and creatively bankrupt and also just not good. There's some that are unnecessary but are still good. That's why when we do the uh, Raven Awards, right, our, our boycott of the Oscars, um, we have categories for, like, what is the best remake. And I think that there definitely are some films that are done well. For instance, Emma last year, it was a really well-made film. Was it necessary? Absolutely not because pretty much... <laughs> pretty much any remake or reboot these days are, aren't really that necessary but there are some every now and then that are actually done really well and emma was was done incredibly well lance mala any thoughts on recent wrestling news matches and or events so i actually have i'm a week behind on my aw but man oh man wwe i i don't know what the hell is going on in vince mcmahon's mind because i i've just seen some of the names that uh of people that he has released and it's, it's insane. It's insane. He's released some of the biggest names in the company. And, and the same excuse is being given. You know, that, oh, it, it's about, you know, trying to save on, on, on payroll and stuff. But, you know, you look at the massive amounts of money they're getting from the Saudi deal. And then you look at everything else. And, man, AEW is just being given so much talent. It's being given so many things. Uh, so many great people. And I think that AEW is going to be set for years because it's not just old performers that they're getting. They're getting a lot of younger performers, too, a lot of younger performers, too. So their their past, present and future is pretty much set going forward. They've just got so much potential. Anyway, Happy Gilmore, hello to you. Welcome back to the chat. New number two, hello, says almost forgot about the stream tonight. You're sound fine tonight. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Mr. Grant Gregory says, which movie has depicted the grace of God the best? Um, man, I feel like it, it's kind of a it's kind of a cop out, but I really do feel like, you know, for me, the best 
to me, the best faith-based film specifically that one can watch, you know, from, from a Catholic perspective, because obviously that's the perspective that I look at uh, things through is still the passion of Christ. You know, the passion of the Christ, I still think very much showcases, uh, God's grace the most. And the reason why is because when you just look at what historically Christ would have likely gone through, through a scourging and through a crucifixion at that time, you just realize the amount of love that, that Christ has for us, you know, including for us who, who don't accept him for including for us that don't believe or reject him outright or who, who fall into sin or struggle with sin. And, and, and that to me is, is the greatest sign of all. So that would be kind of my go-to answer there, but maybe not in the way that that some might expect it to be answered. Uh, Jack says that Star Wars uh, that Star Wars Cruiser Hotel was a lull fest. The spaceship from Event Horizon looks more accommodating. Yeah, and it was hilarious last night how on Friday Night Tights they actually took the video down. Now I, I I will not claim that we were the reason, but I do think that the timing was was absolutely perfect for sure. Uh, Comedy Zandra says, I just got a good pair of Oakley's with black lenses. Nice. Yeah, Oakley's was one of the brands that was recommended, but uh, my brother-in-law swears by um, swears by Costas. Am I still in spam? Says awesome one. No, you are not. In fact, I was able to, because I, I, I actually emailed you back from that one. I don't know if you, you got that, but I, maybe I'm in your spam. Uh, but I did respond to your yours the first time before you sent the second one. Uh it, and, and your prize is now out in the mail. In fact, all of the movies uh, that have been won um, that have either been won through giveaways here or on uh, the Discord server for those who are at the Army of Asgard level and above, uh, you uh, it is all in the mail. The last one went out in the mail today. So most people have been getting their prizes. Um, if you've not gotten it yet, it should come to you in the next couple of days. Uh, there are some that might be getting it in the next uh, six or six days or so because that's it's the range of around six days for media mail. So be on the lookout. Orange Hair Reviews, what's going on, good sir? Says Ben Lurkin, how are you? Movie talk, eh? I go live right after you discuss Braveheart, or rather to discuss Braveheart. It's a solid film, very solid film. It's a film I haven't watched in a long time, though. Uh, the ending, though, incredibly powerful. I think there's a lot of stuff we can take from that and, and apply it to our modern day and age. Forever Sci-Fi, I saw that. Anybody from the government sticks me in the cabin against my will, I'm burning it to the ground. Well, <laughs> uh, I don't know about that, just because if I'm in the cabin, uh, might be a little dangerous there, just a little bit. But the sentiment, I totally understand. The thing is, I think we, uh, and many of us, are willing to fight so that that point doesn't ever actually happen. Sherry Allen, what's going on? Of course, Laura. And again, I, I mean it. And that's why I, I do take your word very, very seriously. Again, obviously, we don't always agree on anything, and that's all of us, right? We all have different movie opinions in general, but uh, normally, uh, she's pretty much on the mark with those things. So, thank you again. Happy Gilmore tagged me, by the way, great film, says, what is your favorite spaghetti western? Yeah, I'm not as into the spaghetti western genre, to be perfectly honest, so I, I don't know if I necessarily have an answer to that question, because I have seen some westerns, um, I would say probably at this point, a fistful of dollars because I saw that movie actually more recently 
And it's all me trying to build myself back up to watching The Good and Bad and the Ugly again because the first time I saw it, I didn't like it. I, I was very bored by it. I fell asleep. I saw A Fistful of Dollars and I really enjoyed it. So um, probably that at this point, if I had to say. Uh, we have some action going on. Oh, man, a lot of action going on over on Odyssey. And again, as I mentioned in that pinned comment, apologies to everyone for always falling behind on Odyssey. But again, YouTube falls so far behind. Always got to make sure... Uh, that I that I hang out with that I get that I get all those chats caught up with so that I can uh, spend time over here as well. So we got Dion over here, Magnus Zerum, what's going on? Vincent Womack is here as well. Thank you for the tag. I appreciate it. Uh, Jacques Lesuave says, hot take, Aussie COVID camps are a better experience and more value for money than a stay at a Disney Galactic Star Cruiser hotel. I, I think that you definitely have a point to be made there with the sole caveat being that one, you have a choice to waste $6,000 of your money on, while the other, you don't. So I would say that is probably the, the, the primary difference. Vincent Womack says, plus the musical that came out a couple of months ago also uh, aimed at Hispanics, if I remember correctly. Yes, it did. Yeah, um, In the Heights, very much geared towards, a, it, was, it was a very diverse cast. It's a big part of the promotions for it. Didn't do anything. The R, what's going on? Thanks for tagging me. Vincent Womack tagged to say, Hail Soul Assassin from the other side. Boom, Vincent Womack crossing the streams there, saying hello to Soul Assassin over on YouTube. Boom, there it is. And there is Vincent Womack saying no problem. Hey, hail to you. And again, light up that fire button on Odyssey. I love my Odyssey fam. Thank you all very much. I will come back to y'all in just a little bit. Definitely got to... Uh, make sure that I don't fall too far behind over here either. But then, thank you for being amazing. Thank you for being my friend. Uh, the one musical I will say that has come out more recently that I'm actually a big fan of. It came out from a garbage company. But Tick, Tick, Boom, which is on Netflix. Garbage company. Another musical actually directed by Lynn manuel Miranda. Who, if anyone who knows me knows, I, I really can't stand. I, I think he is a vastly overrated uh, songwriter, a vastly overrated uh, personality in general. Uh, there's uh, some things that I've liked from him. Uh, some of the songs that he did for Moana I thought were good, but a lot of them were not. But this was his actual first time directing, and the music was all from Jonathan Larson. Some people might know that name just because Jonathan Larson was the person that did the musical Rent and unfortunately died the night of, or rather the night before, Rent's first public uh, performance. Very, very tragic events. He, he died of an uh, aortic aneurysm, I think is what it was. Um, so again, just out of the blue and just uh, very sad. But Tick, Tick, Boom, Andrew Garfield singing, fantastic. It, it's fantastic. And I can say there really isn't a lot of wokeness to it because it is based off of the life of Jonathan Larson. It uses the music from the musical Tick, Tick, Boom that was written by Jonathan Larson, which was very much semi-autobiographical. And I, I think that because of those constraints, Lin-Manuel Miranda was not able to really add in a lot of the, the nonsense that he typically does. So I actually thoroughly enjoyed it. I actually thoroughly enjoyed it. The music is very good. Anyway. Let's see. Snort of Poopus Cuber says, for $6,000, that hotel better actually go to space. Yeah, that was the other thing, too, right? They kept promoting it and showing it in the background. Um, and, and it was like, okay, but I know it's not in space. If it was in space, it might be worth it. $6,000 to take an actual spaceship to space and to, to live 
on the spaceship and to have a Star Wars experience, that could be a cool thing. But again, there's two big caveats there. One, it has to actually go to space. And two, you actually have to have a, you know, (laughs) Star Wars experience. Which, based on everything we saw from that video that got taken down before the stream was was even over, it was not Star Wars. Joey Horn, what's going on, good sir? Uh, By the way, Joey Horn, I got a notification that I believe uh, the package that, uh, the the giveaway that you won uh, was just delivered to you today. Got a notification about that. So if you've not checked that yet, uh, go ahead and do so. And enjoy your prize, good sir. Thank you for being a supporter at the Army of Asgard level and above who get access to the giveaway channel on Discord where I do tons of giveaways. Uh, Common is Dangerous says, remember that video of Spielberg and Lucas driving off that old car in the behind the scenes of Indiana Jones Crystal Skull? That was them running away from good taste and ideas. Yeah, I think there is an episode of South Park that actually handles that entire situation the best. And if you've seen South Park, you know what I'm talking about. And it features George Lucas and Steven Spielberg doing some very inappropriate things to some of our childhood heroes, including uh, Indiana Jones. But I think that's exactly what a lot of fans felt like. Bruce says CNN only fired him because their legal department saw liability on their part if he stayed, I think. Yeah, probably. It's always they always do the right thing when it's to save their own skin. So I am definitely not giving, that's why I'm not giving any kudos to CNN at all, because they still have someone, they still have people like Brian Stelter over there, who is one of the worst (laughs) uh, so-called journalists that you could ever have, not to mention Don Lemon. They they, they already have so many other problems over there that it's like, oh, oh, good. You did the one thing that that was, (laughs) that you should have done a long time ago. That was the other thing as well, is that he should have already been canned for showing clear bias towards his brother. He should have already been called out and should have already been fired for for showing corruption when dealing with covering the story of his brother. And I think it, at, at times even refusing to cover it. But uh, yeah, it's just, again, it's just crazy to me that this is something that for some reason uh, took so long for them to do. Let's see, awesome one, what's going on? Just says Crow. Gotcha. Uh, Kara Tharp, who is a member, says, watching my Christmas movie, started watching my Christmas movies yesterday. Nice. Well, I don't. uh, And that's because we are in the season of Advent. We're not in the season of Christmas yet. Christmas does not start until Christmas Day. Christmas Day. Really, not until Midnight Mass uh, on on Christmas Eve, you could say, which is technically Christmas Day. But, yeah, for fun fact, Advent is the season before Christmas. Christmas actually has its own season. And have you ever heard of the 12 days of Christmas? Well, it does not refer to the 12 days before Christmas. It actually refers to the 12 days between Christmas and the Feast of the Epiphany. Fun fact of the day for everyone. But hey, that's awesome. Yeah, and obviously, I'm not gonna, I'm not crapping on anybody for any of their traditions. Uh, I always wait typically for, uh, for Christmas Eve to watch my, my Christmas stuff. And uh, my go-to, of course, is It's a Wonderful Life. Hands down, one of the all-time best films. And obviously, in my opinion, the best Christmas film of all time. Uh, Awesome One says, "Um, It's Spider-Gwen, Far From Home. Ah, yes, of course. Probably will actually end up happening. It would not surprise me at all. Evan S. says, Will you be watching Fat Man for Christmas this year? Probably not. Fat Man, very fun film. Movie I definitely am going to watch again in the future, but... 
Uh, not really my definition of a Christmas movie, though. Obviously, there are Christmas themes. Uh, Alex McGarry says, Vivian Man is more concerned about an egg from Red Notice movie. Uh, really? Is What do you mean by an egg? Like, do they make fun of Vince McMahon in that? Is that true? Again, I've been checked out of the WWE. I, I don't care about the WWE because they have just been a complete um, trash for, for a long time now. I'm very happy that I'm no longer wasting <laughs> wasting the hours that I did every week watching that crap. Instead, I'm catching up with things with AEW, which is much, much better. It's because it's actual wrestling. And it actually has really good storytelling in the matches, not just the, the crap outside of it. Uh, awesome one says, I'm sorry they canceled your wrestling contract. You were good as Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Ho! Well then. I don't know how to feel about that. Don't know exactly how to feel about that. Zachariah 315 hail to you. Uh, Bruce says here, plug the extension that allows YouTube downvotes to be seen again. Return to YouTube dislike Firefox. Have it too. The more you know, the merrier. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and I knew that that was, if it didn't already exist, that it would. Because these types of extensions have existed for a long time, you know. Uh, because when even when YouTube announced it, they said, hey, well, guess what? You'll still be able to see your own dislikes. And so it's okay. You're saying then that the dislikes are still being counted, which means all one needs to do is, is, is just create an algorithm that tricks the YouTube's algorithm or, or tricks the code in some way or, or just gets past the code in some way just to expose what the actual dislikes are. And it is, uh, it's a beautiful thing. Can't stop the signal, as they say. Kiga Rogers, what's going on? Uh, Kara Tharp, who is a member, says, 2019 Little Women seemed totally unnecessary to me. The 90s version is a really good adaptation of the books. Yeah, and I have issues with the... I, I never saw that 2019 adaptation, but it was done by one of... To me, one of the most annoying filmmakers in Hollywood, and that's Greta Gerwig. Cannot stand her at all. She's never made a film that I've liked uh, she was the one that did Lady Bird. She had, you know, been the star of of several films, and and she gave the same exact performance in every single one. Uh, again, she's an indie darling, and there were people that went gaga for her film Lady Bird, which just to me was overrated drivel, <laughs> to put it lightly. And um, yeah, so that was the reason why, because I believe she was the one directing that one. It's like I don't want to see. You f- direct a film call about, you know, a film adaptation of Little Women where you're going to clearly try and, and drive up the agenda um, of, of the original, which is, is not really having that as a focus. Bruce says the wife had added you to the Christmas card list. You have been warned. Nice. Hey, Christmas cards are a lot of fun. So thank you for that. Jeremy Zakowski tagged to say, have you seen the new trailer for Daily Wire shut in? I have. And I will say I have the same concerns for it that I did for Run, Hide, Fight. It just, it does not look up to standard. I'm just, I'm just going to be honest. It just, it just does not look, it just does not look up to standard. I I really want it to be good. Um, I thought Run, Hide, Fight was definitely not the worst film I'd ever seen, but I ended up giving, I think, a C or C plus to, to that film because it had a lot of issues. And that was also a film where they didn't actually, like, it was not from the beginning their project. I think the way it worked was that they were the distributor of the film. The film had already been made, and the, and then they decided to distribute it, 
or they had not nearly as much uh, creation or, or creative input into that one. This one that was shut in, they actually, it's like their first ever actual, like fully produced from beginning to end um, uh, a film and project. But yeah, I don't know. The, the trailer felt off to me. It, it came across as like a, as a B-level film. It really came across as a B-level film. I'm hoping it's good. I'm hoping it's great. Uh, I have access to Daily Wire's uh, subscription service, so when it does go live, I'll be able to watch it and and to give a review of it. But I I just I want it to be better than Run Hide Fight, and the trailer made it seem to me like it was very similar. I don't know, and it really comes down to the the unfortunate fact, which is that when you have places like this, when you have companies like this that are trying to go against the Hollywood narrative you are going to be very limited in the type of actors that you can get, which is why to me, the most exciting projects are the ones that are featuring Gina Carano because not just because of her being in the projects, but also because of the people that she's going to be bringing in and the people that she's going to be able to, to work with and is working with where there's a a little bit more of a higher, higher talent level there. Um, And that again, that is one of the issues that comes in because imagine you're a, an actor and you are either in Hollywood, established in Hollywood, you're, you're a member of SAG, and then you go off to do a film with Daily Wire. That's essentially you asking to be blacklisted. So you're only, you're only going to get so many types of actors. Um, and obviously there's a ton of talented actors that never get any name recognition just because of the way Hollywood works. Um, but that is, again, that's the concern that I had based just on the trailer. And obviously trailers can only tell us so much, but uh, I have some concerns. Uh, Griffin Turbo, what's going on? Kigo Rogers says, it's Latinx, Odin. Get with the times. Uh, no, uh, seeing that the vast minority of Latinos even know what Latino and Latinas even know what the hell that is, I, I'm going to say nay-nay to that. That's what I'm going to say. I'm going to say nay-nay to that. If even the actual group itself does not attribute or recognize it or even know what the hell it is, then you just know it's completely made up. It is a term and a phrase that was coined and put together by a bunch of white liberal elites, and that has been the nature of white liberal elites for a very long time. It's the same reason why you have the Washington State team, or whatever the hell they're calling themselves now, not the Redskins. It's not because you actually had a huge portion of Native Americans standing up to say, this is offensive. It was a bunch of white liberal elites being offended on their behalf and then finding members of certain tribes who were also offended and then leaving it there. You know, like it's just, it's ridiculous. It really, really is. Uh, by the way, speaking of the most beautiful man on the internet, there is drunk three PO with the five dollars. Super chat. What's going on? He says, Oh, Thank you, Drunk Man, and congratulations on 50,000 subscribers, bro. Seriously, thank you, thank you, thank you for being amazing. Yeah, I don't I don't know how the A guy in there either. For a second, I was almost offended, uh, but thank you so very much for, uh, for that love, Drunk 3PO. And again, congratulations on 50K, dude. Freaking awesome, man. Freaking, freaking awesome. All right, let me just check something real quick before jumping back over to Odyssey. 
spend a few moments over with my Odyssey fam, who are, of course, just amazing and beautiful people. Uh, Commenting is Dangerous, who is also a member of the channel. Have you ever seen uh, Decalogue? It was the first thing to ever get over a 9.5 rating on IMDb. It is a religious Polish miniseries. I have not. That is interesting, though. Did not know it was the first to actually get that. Oh, man, what's going on? Sage of Rokaseka, what's going on, man? Says, blessed advent. Uh, blessed advent to all. Drop down, ye heaven, dew from above, and may the clouds rain down the just one. Amen, brother. Amen. First week of Advent, I hope your first week of Advent has been wonderful, has been fantastic. Uh, mine has been pretty solid. It's been uh, it's been pretty great. Obviously, it could be better, but uh, for me at least, as far as the, what the, the spiritual practices that I'm trying to adopt, but uh, overall, pretty good start. And uh, yeah, for those that don't know, for this Advent, I'm, I'm taking on some of the more traditional um, Advent practices that have not been around in the church for a very, very long time for, for I think, a lot of, I think, very sad reasons. Um, and uh, they include things like on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, which uh, some of y'all saw uh, the other night on Friday Night Tights because I had my meatless pizza. But on Monday, Wednesday, Fridays, Monday, Wednesday, Fridays, I'm fasting and also abstaining from meat as well. So it's a part of the, again, very small sacrifice. When when everything comes down to it, it's a very, very small sacrifice. But it's one that I think is incredibly important in today's world. Uh, we really need more fasting and and more abstaining from the things that we really enjoy. And so for me, of course, meat is a, is a big part of my diet. Um, but yeah, this week has actually been pretty good. Uh, it went pretty well. Um, it is definitely a, a variation of the fast uh, because there's there's been so many different versions of fasting that have occurred throughout history uh, to the one that you have now. Basically, for me, for my fast, I do it where I do no snacking at all, no snacking at all, and I limit the meals to very specific times of the day. But because I am working full time, because I am a teacher, because I'm on my feet most of the time, I do give myself a little bit more leeway on uh, certain, you know, you know, the portion sizes. I don't have like a crap ton in my portion sizes, but I, I do still allow myself enough because obviously the last thing I want is for me to be losing my uh, consciousness in front of students and passing out because I don't have enough to sustain me. Uh, but it's been a wonderful uh, beginning to the Advent. And of course, I've been diving into a lot of spiritual reading as well. In fact, one I was just reading earlier uh, that I wanted to share. Uh, I am a big fan of Father Chad Ripperger. If no one's ever heard of him before, he's actually an exorcist. Uh, so he's a Catholic exorcist priest, and he's done a ton of books on a wide variety of subjects. And so the one I'm reading now is called Magisterial Authority. Uh, he also has a PhD as well. Uh, he does a lot of really good work, not just on theology, but also not a very uh, large work, by the way. So again, pretty solid stuff. Uh, he also, though, does uh, a lot of stuff with um, with psychology as well. As his, you know, PhD is in psychology, and uh, he's brilliant. So anyway, just thought I would uh, share that a little bit. All right, Sherry Allen, what's going on? Says, not ju- not much, just taking it easy. Watch your stream before tackling my house issue due to rent increase of $200. Can't get a border to help with the rent by recommended by GP to my... Oh, man, I'm sorry to hear that, though. That's that's ridiculous. That is that is ridiculous. Um, and I'm very sorry to hear that. I, I hope that y'all are able to figure that out. Um, do you know why there is 
uh, a lot of things. You know, why, why the rent increase, I guess. I, I'm wondering if it's going to be a continued comment as well. Uh, Yeti Cast, what's going on, man? Welcome back. Uh, Sherry Allen, there it is, says here, due to my health as my battle with leukemia is now turned. Oh, Sherry, I'm, I, I'm very sorry to hear that. Um, I'm very sorry to hear that. I, I, I lost actually a really good friend of mine uh, when I was 18 to leukemia. So I, I know how difficult I, I've seen you know people go through that and I know how, how hard that is. So please know that I will have you in my prayers, um, and please know that you you have my support and um, the support of this community. Uh, we got your back. Uh, Sherry, please let us know if there's anything that we can do for you, um, and thank you for sharing that. All right. Uh, let me head back over now to Odyssey. What's going on, Odyssey fam? Got some action going on over there. So let us see. Vincent Womack says, the first thing that went through my head when you said tick, tick, boom was Hawkeye from Avengers Assemble cartoon. Interesting. Interesting. I don't think I'd ever gotten that, actually. Dion says, off topic, I think Rumble has shot themselves in the foot by going public from a free speech point of view long term. What are your thoughts? Just curious. Cheers. Hey, this is open forum stream, so it's the perfect time to ask that question. I'm pretty much in the same agreement that you are. I'm actually very much agreeing with the Tim Pool side of things, right? Where... Um, you know, if anyone watches Tim Pool, I, I've just gotten back into watching him again, uh, you know, because he's been talking about things that I'm a lot more interested in. But I am very much thinking it's a terrible idea as well. So some people are trying to, I think, only look at it in a very, a very close minded, myopic sense where they're saying, well, hey, it's a it's a competitor to YouTube and they're getting this huge influx of money, etc. Yes. But it, what it also means is that they are going to essentially be selling out. They are they're essentially going to be now taking in money and now, you know, essentially, you know, not necessarily selling data or anything like that, but they're putting themselves in a position where they will be no better, where they will soon be having to make decisions. So, yeah, I don't think it's a good thing for the long term uh, for Rumble specifically. I've also I've always I've always been very open and honest about my own thoughts about Rumble. I've actually never been the biggest fan of Rumble. Um, I only recently started uploading my videos there again to try and give it another shot since now them and locals are tied together. I was like, okay, well, maybe things will get a little bit better. But still, the same issues that I had with Rumble before are still there. They haven't fixed them, um, which is why I'm much more invested in Odyssey because to me, Odyssey is a lot more transparent. It's it's based off of blockchain technology. It is decentralized. And so it, it, to me, it's trustworthy. To, to me, it's incredibly trustworthy. So, um, I, uh, you know, I, I'm going to much, much more rather put my time and attention into trying to build up Odyssey, give them recommendations, try and help them build their platform than have anything to do with, with rumble to be perfectly honest. Excuse me. Not to mention rumble is, is very clearly a, a very right wing conservative focus group. Whereas with Odyssey, you have everything. Right, it, it it is just so much uh, more going on on Odyssey in general, so that that's just my own uh, opinion there. Uh, Vincent Womack says, and when the comments section goes, we can return to using Dissenter. Exactly, absolutely, yeah. Gab uh, has, of course, Dissenter as being a part of it as well, and it is a very good thing, I think, for for that to exist. And, and it's already been created; it's already there, right? Um, you know, it's very, it's very, very important. 
Uh, let's see. Uh, the right news was going on over on Odyssey says, love seeing you here on Odyssey streaming. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, dude, I've been streaming over here for a while now. And uh, I'm glad to see that uh, things have seemed to even out just a little bit as far as uh, things coming through okay. I-, I think that when I was coming through before, I was I was using you know OBS directly, and I think the signal was just it was just too much data for Odyssey's servers to be able to handle. So it looks like since I've started to use the actual Restream Studio to stream directly there instead, it's worked a little bit better. So I'm glad to see that that has been the case. Um, but yeah, man, it's been great. Uh, and it looks like I'm, I'm starting to grow a little Odyssey family as well, which is also always fantastic. Uh, Vincent Womack says protein shakes as a backup. Yeah. I mean, I could do protein shakes, I, I guess. Um, I, for me, it, it's, I, I still, even then would feel a little, a, a little if, so basically I will have myself a little, it's like a little granola bar. Essentially it's like a hundred calorie granola bar. Very, very small. So it's one of those things where I have it just in case I, I need it. I also was planning on starting off like a light meal in the very beginning of the day and decided, no, you know what? I think I need to have, you know, at least a, you know, a median size, you know, breakfast to get through that. Because if I if I start off the day like that, I'm in a much better position to be able to handle uh, fasting throughout the lunch period and then also throughout until eventually the, the evening period. So I'm basically limiting myself to about three meals. Um, with no snacking in between and much smaller portions. So it is still a fast. It's definitely not near where the traditional fast of Advent were, you know, uh, originally. But um, just adding that and the abstinence from meat as well. Um, again, these are things I don't have to do, right? There's no legal obligation here from, from church law on this. So for me, it's more of a I'm building myself up to hopefully being able to take on some of the more rigorous practices. Uh, Womack then says, was Avengers Earth Mightiest Heroes where that reference was from? Gotcha. Cool. All right, let me head back over to uh, YouTube. It looks like some comments may have been skipped. Apologies. Things were kind of backing up a little bit. I am about 20 to 30 minutes behind as always, though. So, again, if comments get skipped, I apologize. Sage says, do you keep your crèche up until uh, February 2nd? Right. So, yeah, these are things that, as I said, as a traditional Catholic, I am, am still relatively young in that. And so that's why I'm so happy to find places like return to tradition, meaning of Catholic and so many other great channels, because I've, I've learned so much. Uh, and also with the new direction of places like one Peter five, um, I I'm very excited because they're doing a lot to try and explain older traditions. And, and I'm very excited to see what they do, uh, to help me, uh, be able to prepare for those types of events. So as I discovered Christopher Lee's metal Christmas, yes. Oh yes. You, you finally found it, dude. It is so good. It is so good. Alex McCarthy, that is a fact uh, that Die Hard is a Christmas movie. It is not the best Christmas movie. It is a Christmas movie. It is not necessarily the best. Let's see. It's a short story. Laura says, in my universe, a Christmas movie needs Santa, Frosty, Rudolph, or Jesus. Hey, I think that there's a lot of truth to be had there, but I think that we can all argue that It's a Wonderful Life has an angel at the very least. I mean, come on. There's, there's, there's definitely some, you know, it's a Christmas movie. Come on. It's got like elements. It's got like pieces of the criteria that you have. Let's see. Pew, Pewmonger is in the chat. Hail to you. Uh, Sage has this to say. Daily Wire equals conservative pure flicks. That's basically what, dude, I think that that might be the best way to describe it. 
I think that is absolutely the best way to describe it. Um, yeah, that that's that is how it is coming across, you know. And I know that some might say Ooh, that might be a little harsh there, but it, it's true. Like that is kind of the the level and quality as far as the actors are concerned that the films have had up to this point. Um, and again, I, I hope that I'm wrong. I hope that the trailer for this 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 newest film that they have um, doesn't do it justice, and that we 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 get ourselves some that we get ourselves some really good films from them. Because I fully support them. I fully support what they're doing. But anyway, it's the family Yunsby sent a lemon. Thank you for the lemon donation. I appreciate it. Uh, there is the super chat from Drunk3PO. Thank you very much, Drunk, again, for stopping by. Again, congrats on the 50K. Evan S. says, a book that I'm reading during this season is Peace Not As the World Gives by Father Lassance. Is it good during this time of year for Christ's gift to us in peace? Dude, anything with Father Lassance is great. Uh, obviously, I'm a big fan of the Father Lassance uh, missile. Um, also, I have the Father Lassance. It's called My Prayer Book. I use that a lot. And yeah, for spiritual reading, I am using... So I do Liturgy of the Home. Uh, great website. Great group. Uh, Liturgy of the Home, they they have these uh, breakdowns for every day with readings for the saints and for the other days of of the year as well. And uh, so that's been that's been pretty cool to, to use. And then also there is a book called Divine Intimacy, which has a lot of really good reflections in there. And then I had just picked up uh, a year with the church fathers. And so every day there's 365 uh, different church fathers and quotes from the church fathers. Uh, they're not based on season, sadly. They're just they're kind of in they're in a logical order. So they recommend going just you know day by by day. Uh, Godspell reference there, day by day, and that's another another movie reference actually. Um, but it is I think still a really cool uh, process, and and the way in which the days are set really do kind of flow together. So I, I've been using that as my uh, spiritual reading, and one of the things I'm trying to add into my spiritual practice is try to add one. Uh, of the hours from the divine office into the routine. And then of course, also to get an actual uh, daily rosary going as well. Uh, I, I had a lot of luck this week to be able to have it during certain days, but uh, it's still something that I'm, I'm struggling with. Also one says I lived in DC for four years. Not once was there a complaint about a name that honors natives. Nope. Yeah, and, and well, here's the thing. By Washington, I, it's, again, remember, it, it's Washington State. It's Washington State, but yes, I, I see I see what you mean there. Rob D says, I think it would be better or best for Daily Wire to, Daily Wire to advertise their movies with their brand name and stories for now. They probably don't have the money for big name actors and special. Well, that's why I think what they have with Gina Carano is the most potential I think because of just her name recognition and some of the other actors that um, some of the other actors that they're working with. But it is, I, I think very, uh, it's a very good point though, that I think that they do need to try and specialize, right? I think that they should try and do the best films that they can and not try and do too much early on. I think if, because here's the thing, remember you can make an incredible movie for very little money right? There's a reason why independent film has been very powerful and you can get unknown actors, right? Who, who have not been discovered, who, who have not gotten a lot of attention, but it, you need to get 
you, you need to have the right people along the way. And, and whether that is just having a good casting director or just having a good producer who understands the industry, uh, again, and I'm not saying they don't have that. It's just based on what I've seen so far, they have a little ways to go. Uh, Punk Water, what's going on, bro? Welcome. Awesome one says, fish pizza. No, I'd rather just have plain cheese pizza. Uh, fish pizza just sounds disgusting. Uh, fish fries, on the other hand, you know, frying up some fish. So if there's one thing that I miss about New Orleans, and there is not a lot, especially with with how crazy the mayor down there has been with lockdowns and mandates, uh, it is the fish fries during the Lenten season. Uh, Orange Hat says, For my limited knowledge of Catholic doctrine and exorcisms, the priest being a psychologist is actually a plus as they have one determine if a person of sound mind and not crazy. Absolutely. I mean, any exorcist that actually, you know, you, you don't just choose to become an exorcist. I mean, it is not for everyone. Uh, and so that's why I love Father Ripperger because he kind of goes into all of these different elements. And so it, it's not a... Like, a, oh, look how glamorous it is or a, oh, like, look at all the look at all the good I do. It's a, hey, no, this is not for the faint of heart. This this is real. And he also, of course, as a psychologist, is able to break down the plethora of cases that are not actual possession as well, uh, which I think is a very important thing, because that's the other misconception, too, is that some people think that they uh you know, that the church is is just perpetuating this as myth and trying to to use this in wake of, you know, mental illness. But that's actually not the case at all. I mean, most exorcists will even admit that maybe one or two people a year that they deal with are actually possessed, whereas the vast majority are either, you know, mentally ill. And, and if they have a psychiatrist, you know, a psychology background, they can actually even diagnose that and get them the proper help that they need. Um, or that there's something else going on. So yeah, I think that it's it's something that is incredibly important. So that's why, again, if you've ever uh, not seen the work of Father Ripperger, I really highly recommend. Uh, if that's a topic that interests you, um, highly recommend. He's also sound on uh, topics of tradition, magisterial authority, uh, the authority of tradition as well. Um, he's someone that I, I want to buy a set of his books and send to uh, Father Christopher Miller. Uh, <laughs> cause I am set on father becoming a, a traditional, uh, Latin mass priest as the chaplain of, of OMB reviews. I expect him, uh, to be able to offer the low mass whenever, whenever he visits, help me get, get a home altar set up and then have father come by to visit, offer low mass. Father Chad Ripperger might be the way. If he's watching, I know that sometimes father has masses right now. Uh, anyway, Sherry Allen, again, no, thank you so very much. Cause I know you're always in the chat too. So again, please let us know uh, anything that we can do uh, to help out. Thank you uh, for sharing that as well. Um, let us see here. Dun, 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 dun. A lot of people showing a lot of love to Sherry. I love seeing that. Uh, she says rent increase is due to property market increase. Gotcha. Yeah, because I know that I know there have been some places that have been uh, impacted because of the moratorium on evictions and stuff. And so I was just checking to make sure it wasn't something like that. But still, uh, again, I'm I'm so sorry to hear that happening. Uh, Kyler Van Camp, what's going on, dude? 
what's going on? I hope you're still watching because uh, I know that you and others typically when y'all come in, you think that I'm going to see it right away, but you, you sometimes forget. Oh Lord. Okay. So it looks like the, um, we, we, we have some spam going on in the chat. So Valks be on the lookout, especially, uh, for it's, uh, right now. Um, yeah, we got bots coming in. I remember seeing this on Friday night tights as well. Um, let me go ahead and take care of this one. Uh, so anyway, uh, boom. All right. Thank you, Tina, for taking care of that. So just keep an eye out, please, on that. Again, I, I know I saw that on Friday night tights. We are usually able to avoid that. I don't see how they were able to even get access because you're supposed to be a subscriber to the channel in order to have any access to chat. And I do not see that name at all as having subscribed to the channel. So uh, YouTube, instead of censoring people, why don't you fix your broken system that somehow allows that nonsense? So again, shout out to Tina B, Embers of the Universe, for catching that one. I appreciate it. Um, and yeah, just be on the lookout for that because I know that it was happening during last night's uh, stream. But anyway, Kyler Van Camp, hopefully you're still listening, dude. He says, I may not be watching anymore, but wanted to let you know I have long hair finally. Also, Charles made it into West Point and is there right now. Dude, that is awesome. That is so freaking awesome. No, uh, again, I'm sorry that if you're not listening, if you're listening back after the fact, I hope you are, man. Uh, again, so very proud to hear that you're doing well. Uh, proud to hear that about Charles as well. Uh, these are former students of mine. And I, as I say, I, I I very much miss the students that I was not able to actually see graduate. I really wanted to uh, be able to make travels down for it. But unfortunately, with COVID especially, it made it even even more tricky with my own schedule uh, teaching up here in Chattanooga as well. Um, so I, uh, but again, much love to the last classes that I ever taught uh, that I think have either graduated or might just be about to graduate. I think the last group I taught there may have graduated last year. Uh, and Kyler was one of the good ones. So, Kyler, thank you for stopping by, man. And uh, sorry if you're not listening anymore and that you didn't get shout out right away. But, again, as, as I always say, I always fall 20, 30 minutes behind. just the way it goes. Um, but, anyway, thank you for being a good, uh, a good student. And I hope that your college life is going well, man. Be smart. Be responsible. Keep up your grades. And uh, if you get to talk to Charles, please uh, let him know that I send my well wishes. And I will be praying for him especially. As it goes on. Uh, let's see. Pew says, have you seen Midnight Mass on Netflix? I felt it was one of the most mature and thoughtful approach to Catholicism I've seen depicted on film. I haven't. And you say that, but I also know that there is a sense of, I'm, I'm pretty sure there is a sense of, of the demonic with that show. And I, I do not, um, I, I do not ever, uh, I'm not one that's normal to, because there, there's been a couple of films that I've seen, for instance, the traditional exorcist film, but I, I tend to avoid those types of movies and th those types of shows. Um, because, you know, the old adage goes, and this, this is something that has been affirmed by countless exorcists in the church is you, you never want to even leave a door cracked open because if there's a door cracked open, something can, can, can come in. So uh, I've avoided that like the plague for that very reason. Uh, Kyler, okay, you're still listening. Uh, good luck on finals, bro. Good luck on finals, man. You got this. 
You got this. We're, we're about to enter our last week of school before exams. So thank you very much, Kyler, uh, for, for stopping by, man. All right. Let's see. Still behind in the chat, as always. So I'm trying to find where the current chats are. Will Gentry, what's going on, man? Over here on YouTube. Thank you for being here. Just Joe 47 hail to you. Glad to have you here as well. Let's see. Forever Sci-Fi, who's a member, says, Charlie Brown is on point for Christmas special. There's a reason it's been treasured for so long. Absolutely. Not to mention, you know, Linus actually gives a great speech about the meaning of Christmas, dealing with the birth of Christ. Keeps the Christ in Christmas. And uh, I was listening to a really great, uh, it was a great homily or a great video where, you know, we always talk about keeping Christ in Christmas. How about we keep Advent in Advent? <laughs> you know, we, we kind of just skip over it. And it gets earlier and earlier every year, right? The Christmas music starts playing earlier and earlier every year. And it's like, it's not even that Christmas is getting railroaded. Advent has just taken a back seat. And Advent has ancient origins in the church. You can find in the first few centuries of the church, Advent being celebrated. Um, so it, it's about as ancient as, as, as Christmas itself, as Lent itself. Uh, though, of course, we can find direct correlations with, with Lent and Easter, you know, even into Scripture. But Advent is still also very much a, um, an ancient tradition, an ancient practice. And it's just sad that it does not get the attention um, that it, it so rightfully deserves. Yes, Joey Horn, absolutely agree. Father Sans is absolutely solid. Yes, Miss Martin Muses. I love my Father Sans missile. It is so solid. Uh, 1945 missile, and uh, I really do, I, I, I just, you know, obviously we're dealing with a lot of things in, in the church right now, a lot of uh, chaos, a lot of struggles going on in the church for sure, but I think that... Uh, one of the things that I would really love to see would be some type of either allowance or some major change in the church that allowed for a celebration of the uh, the 45 missile. Um, because there's, again, there, there aren't too many changes, um, except for Holy Week, of course. But I, I, I just, there's just, there's just certain elements. Uh, just the fact that there is that extra confidior before receiving the Eucharist that I think is just... It's so perfectly timed. It's it's so perfectly placed, and it's things like that that have just gotten lost. Um, you know, that's not even talking about the mess that is the Novus Ordo. But yeah, I I would love to see and be able to attend a pre a pre fifty five uh, mass slash church community, even just to experience that Holy Week. But yeah, a lot of love for Alessance among my trad cat community. God, it's it's amazing. I got so many different communities here. Right? I got my Tradcat community here in Asgard. Of course, there is the hardcore movie fan base as well. And that's why I love these open forums because sometimes we have a lot of these different discussions. All right, let me head back over to Odyssey to see what has been going on over there. Uh, let's see. Vincent, uh, Vincent Womack says, Jay's donation reminds me of the Vikings with Kirk Douglas and Tony Curtis. Have you seen it? I have not. I have not seen it. Sounds like a sounds like a show, uh, or rather, sounds like a movie. The way you described it. Vincent Womack then says, "Speaking of hair, when you did start shaving it two to three weeks ago, I watched old Perry Chan videos, and you didn't have a shiny head at the time. Yeah, it's only been about a year or so. I think it's only been about a year or so since I actually started shaving it consistently. Um, yeah, I, and I decided to do it because 
I have a light spot up here. So when I have full hair, if you were to see me with full hair, you would see I have a light spot up here. And, and then, of course, I just have a large forehead in general. I decided, hey, uh, I'm going to try shaving it just to see you know, how, how it feels and everything. And haven't gone back. It's so easy to maintain. And, and overall, I like it. Overall, it is, it is a, it's a fun look for me, at least. I like it. Uh, Jacques Lussoir tagged to say, Did you see the video of the Orthodox Greek priest that yelled at the Pope, calling him a heretic? So I haven't seen the video itself, but I've seen the post several times on social media. And uh, yeah, I not, and again, it's not that surprising. I will say, uh, he's an Orthodox priest, so he is a part of a group that is still in schism. So it, it doesn't hold really as much weight to it because he doesn't really... He, he doesn't believe or accept the authority of the Pope as, as being a member of the Orthodox. But I think the sentiment, nonetheless, is, I think, still very powerful. I think it's a still a very powerful statement because uh, here's the thing when it comes to heresy. I can think a lot of things about some of the things that the Pope has said and taught, but until a future Pope or a council has been called and used the authority that only they have to declare such a matter, it remains merely a matter of theological opinion and discussion. And so that's why I I will not come out to say um, that specifically. Do I think that there could be a time in the future where certain things are declared heretical? I think there is a chance. And I pray that, um, that the Pope recants or clarifies and again, notice the language there, recants or clarifies if there really is a mistranslation or misunderstanding those teachings that have been very much, um, or the statements that he's made that's caused so much confusion uh, within uh, within the church. But yeah, we, we are so used to that instant gratification, right? Like we're so used to things happening right away. But if you look to the history of the church, I mean, look to the you know, the, the schism that people don't talk about nearly as much, right? The Western schism, when you had like three popes, that was a very confusing time for the church. And it took years. It took years for people to figure that out. In fact, we have saints who were backing people that were later declared anti-popes. So, yeah, I mean, it's just something where you know, we, we want answers now. We want there to be a decision now. And that's the, this is the trap that I fall into as well. Like, I'm, I'm all about like, hey, look, we need to, <laughs> like, we need to figure this out now. Because in the end, right, it, it is practical for us to do so. Because, you know, I just think about the amount of souls being lost because of, of comments and because of decisions being made uh, by the current pontificate. But with that being said, I'm merely a... a I'm a part of the theologian class. So I'm in the realm of theological opinion. And so nothing I say has any magisterial weight to it whatsoever. You know, no no weight to it whatsoever. And the only options are for us to allow for God's providence, allow for the correction to occur, because it will, because God will not allow his church to fall into error. And the only other option is is to is to break and to break with Christ's body is just not an option because you are literally breaking with Christ's body. Anyway, visit Womack says it's a good movie from 1958. 
talking there about uh, the Vikings. Interesting. And then Womack also says, I have Valheim. The game is still lacking in content, but building stuff is always nice. Very, very cool. All right, let me head back over to YouTube. Hopefully, comments have not been skipped. Doesn't I don't think they have because I think this was the next question that I had in my list. Um, wait a minute. No, no, it was skipped. Anyway, the question was how many doctors, I think. It was how many doctors do we have in the church? I don't know the exact number of doctors, to be perfectly honest. It's not many. Not many have received the title of doctor of the church. Um, but... The, the work I'm reading for my spiritual reading is the fathers of the church. That would be people like St. Basil, uh, St. Uh, Augustine, people like St. Um, oh, there's a couple of other early church fathers that I've read. So again, th- there've only been a few church fathers in these early days that I, that I, that I have started while reading this because it, again, it goes through this, it's an order, but it's not a very concise order, but yeah, so I don't know the exact number that they have there. All right, the cheese factor, what's going on? Welcome back. Glad to have you here. Keely Chow in the chat. What's going on, Keely? Thank you for being here. Appreciate it. Uh, Miss Martin Muses says, Father is a great priest. Amen. Father Christopher Miller absolutely is a great priest. And I hope that the comment I made earlier was not... Uh, indicating otherwise. It's more of a, he's a great priest, but he could be an even better one. (laughs) Specifically by learning to celebrate the Usus Antiquior, the Mass of the Ages. And Father, since you're now here, uh, I hope that Masses, and uh, I know that it's not always Masses that you have in the evening on Saturdays, but usually it is. Hope Masses and Confessions, anything that you had tonight, they, I hope they all went well. God bless you. And again, I always pray for you. Um, but uh, I was saying that, uh, you know, Father, you know, needs to needs to start learning the, the Latin Mass so that way when he comes to visit, you can offer up the, the low Mass here, get set up an altar uh, and, uh, you can, whenever you visit, you can offer the low mass. So, <laughs> much love to you, father, much love. <laughs> uh, Miss Martin Muses, who is uh, a member of it says 36. There's, are there really 36 doctors? I didn't think it was that many. Dang. That's crazy. Mark Lizeth, what's going on? Snort of Poopus. Hail to you. Thanks for being here again. Mike Jackson in the chat as well. Apathetic apathetic Normie in the chat says here, to be fair, you know you're big time if you're getting spam bots, Apathetic says. I don't know about that, but uh, it's more of an annoyance on my part, you know. Yeah, Coliseum, you are correct. They they allow for a lot of crazy things. It, it, It just, it's crazy. Uh, Miss Martin Muses, who also uh, shares in uh, shares in in the profession there, uh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, uh, that's awesome. Yeah, I haven't had that. I, I've had students who have uh, converted, which has been the same thing. It's just it's, again, it's a, it's a beautiful thing. Um, but uh, yeah, I I've also been able to help be the confirmation sponsor for a couple of my students as well, which was also pretty special. Kyler, thank you again for stopping by, man. 
Uh, I really do appreciate it. Again, hope everything goes well. Yeah, this is this is the reason why I've been avoiding it, as Miss Marmuses has on. Midnight Mass had a priest who was pure evil and demonic. Yep, that is why I have uh, stayed away from it, because I, I do not do that kind of stuff. Uh, Pew says, can't spoil the movie, but it's not what you think it is. It may surprise you. Mike Flanagan, the director, is also raised Catholic. No, I know Mike Flanagan, and and I know his work, but this right here, I think, is is very much the reason why I'm choosing to avoid it. Uh, Ms. Marmuses tricked them by sneaking vampire blood into the communion chalice. Yeah, n- again, that I that is very much part of the demonic, so... Not my thing. Uh, Hardwick, I already talked about that earlier, but welcome to the chat. Appreciate it. Will Gentry says he saw some advent calendars in his local supermarket. Nice. That is pretty great. And Ms. Marmuses, you're absolutely right. Christmas, a lot more fun. A lot more fun with advent as a part of it, for sure. Uh, Let's see. Evan S. says, God, rest ye merry gentlemen, and carol of the bells are the best Christmas carols. Very nice. Very, very nice. And I agree. Those are very nice. Uh, Alice McCarthy says, The one thing that doesn't get a lot of attention, Festivus. (laughs) Oh, yes, it does. Come on. Festivus gets more attention than Advent. Come on now. Come on now. You know this, Alice McCarthy. And I think that most people, even my track cats, you would admit... That Festivus from Seinfeld, Festivus for the rest of us, that gets more attention than Advent does. <laughs> anyway, Kara Tharp says, we have been selling Advent calendars at my church. Nice. Yeah, before Advent starts, there's always a group that sells Advent candles. Uh, that's the one thing that I do really, again, every year I'm just more and more trying to dive into the rich traditions that, that the church has that unfortunately were just either stripped away uh, in the post-Vatican II era or because of the post-Vatican II era were, were watered down. So it's been awesome to be rediscovering these amazing treasures of, of the faith and of the tradition. And uh, I can't wait. So like things like not just the Advent wreath and, and calendar, which of course have been around, you know, for, for a very for, for a long time and have not gone away, but things like the Jesse tree, right. Which don't get nearly as, as much discussion, I think. Um, and, you know, wanting to actually embrace those types of traditions a lot more. Let's see. JKD box 86 says the network bosses hated Charlie Brown Christmas because it was melancholy and low key. Of course they did. Why, why would they, uh, why would they enjoy something that actually respects the source material as one could say? (laughs) Oh man. Let's see. Orange Hat says, I will be leaving soon if I do final prep for my stream. Have a wonderful day, everyone. Stay awesome and humble. Hey, Orange Hat, thanks for staying by and, and good luck on your stream, good sir. Thank you again for being here. <laughs> I see what you did there, Miss Martin Muses. I see what you did there, and I very much appreciate it. I very, very much appreciate it. And awesome one. Uh, again, first off, if you actually look to the historical record, him doing that is actually uh, historically dubious. Again, it, it's what's been reported and it's what everyone's been taught for years. But 
that actually happening historically is, is very much still at least in question at the very least. And and secondly, you do realize that when it comes to his split that he literally had to create his own translation of scripture where he actually added words. Look it up. This is historical fact. He had to add words to the Bible in order to actually justify one of his key tenets. He was not a reformer. He was a revolutionary. He literally broke from the church. If we want to talk about reformers, St. Ignatius of Loyola was a reformer. St. Teresa of Avila, those are reformers. They're the ones who stayed in the body of Christ and dealt with dealt with the issues by calling them out. Hardwick says, what do you think of themes of Ghostbusters? Some Christians see it making light of serious supernatural matters and promoting scientism with science defeating the supernatural. I don't. I think that's actually reading a little bit too much into it. I don't think that was the intention that they had when they were originally writing it. I mean, you might be able to point to something that, um, you know, you might you might be able to point to something that, that says otherwise. But in general, I just don't really think, um, I don't really think that that's what we see there. Uh, let's see. Father says, Odin's talking about heresy again. I guess I must have missed something interesting. <laughs> Uh, you always miss everything, it seems. Always miss everything. Uh, Zelina Star Wars, what's going on? Welcome back. Glad to have you here. All right, we're about six minutes out from the end of the uh, show. Uh, anyway, Miss Martin Muses, yes. Speaking of heresy, Deck the Heretic Day is Monday, says Miss Martin Muses. Yes, uh, we have the Feast of St. Nicholas, and St. Nicholas is famous uh, as as a story, or I guess you, one could say even a legend, supposes that uh, during one of the early church councils that he was a part of, that he actually uh, decked a heretic. <laughs> Which I do not condone, because I do not condone violence. Zelina says, I do, I do think, I think a lot of these issues are coming to light, so that a major cor- course correction can happen. Uh, if you're talking about within the church, yes, I totally agree. I, I absolutely agree with you there. I think that we're definitely going to see that. Uh, Father says, today is the feast day of St. John Damascene. Um, yes and no. Uh, it's St. John Damascene, but in the traditional calendar, which is the calendar that I go off of, it is actually someone else's feast day instead. I don't have it next to me, though, so I, I don't have instant access to it. But... Uh, both both are great saints. Father then says here, I get to take bread and wine and turn them into Jesus. This is true. This is very, very true. But the things surrounding this key and core event, we all know, can be much better. Joey Horn says the Pope is clamping down on our good traditional priests and bishops. Sad times agreed. Yeah, there's reports now coming out about... There being uh, an apostolic visitation to the Ecclesia Dei communities, which are the communities that have been able to help preserve the traditional liturgy, uh, preserve the traditional sacraments. And uh, 
a lot of people are looking at this as them trying to clamp down on it. Yeah, I don't know, you know, what happens because, uh, you know, Pope Francis has been very clear in his letter, right? One of his key goals is to get rid of the Latin mass, right? His main goal is, oh, eventually people will, will return to the the unique, right? Or the only expression of the Lex Orandi, Lex Credendi, as he says it, which has so many liturgical problems and so many historical problems, um, which is not surprising because he has had a lot of issues with that. Uh, let's see. Father says here, my second student will be ordained a priest this May. Already get coverage lined up so I can go to the ordination weekend. Nice, Father. Very, very cool. Very, very cool. Hound 3000, what's going on? Father, yeah, absolutely. He was like, what did I walk in? I says, vampire blood in the communion chalice. What in the Hades? Yep, pretty much. Uh, let's see. Midnight Mass at, at San Fernando Church is a good one. Oh, Midnight Christmas midnight christmas mass oh okay gotcha yeah i would say there are there's just so many beautiful masses that happen i uh, i've actually never been to a traditional uh mass of the ages uh midnight mass before something that i would love to be able to do uh this advent unfortunately there's no churches around me that do that um and i hope that one day that there will be uh, let's see. Sage Arugasega says, to the discussion about the Midnight Mass series, Brant Petrie and Matt Frad had a good discussion on horror and how far Christians can should go with it. It was interesting. Dude, yes, I saw that Matt Frad had interviewed Brant Petrie. So Dr. Petrie was actually one of my professors when I was getting my master's degree down in New Orleans. So when I got my master's in uh, in theology and theological studies, uh, one of my professors, one of my scripture professors was Brant Petrie. Dr. Brant Petrie is so freaking brilliant. And the discussions that we were able to have in class were awesome. They were great. And yes, yeah, so that's on my to watch list. And I cannot wait to dive into it because you, yeah, that alone already uh, has me excited because I was already excited just to be able to listen to my old professor talk again. Uh, and, and Matt Fratt is a very good interviewer. Um, but yes, that's fantastic. Harwick says, uh, Rand Paul always makes a list of complaints about the government. Yes, he does. Yes. That's one of the things I look forward to. I found out about it actually last year, uh, that he did that on Festivus. And I was like, okay, now I have at least something to look forward to on this made up holiday. Um, <laughs> Rowdy says St. Patrick's day. I feel does not get enough attention from the film perspective. When was the last time we got a St. Patrick's day film? Well, here, that's just the thing too, is that St. Patrick's day in general, unfortunately just does not get the respect that it deserves. It, it, again, one of the things that's always frustrated me about St. Patrick's day is whenever people are like, Oh, it's St. Patty's day. And Oh, I'm going to wear green and get drunk. It's like, no, it's a great it's a great Saints feast day today, and we can celebrate, right? the The point of a, it, it's called a feast day for a reason, right? To have a feast, to have a celebration, but you always gotta have and remember the reason for the season. All right, over back on Odyssey. This will probably be my last uh, round over on Odyssey before finishing up on YouTube before ending the stream. So I uh, just wanted to make sure that y'all knew that. So let's see. Vincent Womack says, the last one wasn't yours. Ah. Oh, yes, you're right. You were tagging Dion. Ha. 
My bad. Vincent says, in the United States, at least, I live in a Catholic country, and Advent in stores in is in stores early November. This is very true. Uh, there are, uh, again, very strong contingents of Catholic. And that's, again, if there's, if there's one thing, there, I, and I've, I've mentioned this several times before, the thing I miss most about the city of New Orleans is my old parish, St. Patrick's, because they are a traditional parish. Last year, in fact, they actually offered the entire Easter Triduum in the traditional rite, which, again, is it's just amazing. And I, I miss it so I miss it so terribly because as much as uh, I really appreciate my pastor here in, in my area and, and my church here, it is it's just so far from where that uh, from where that parish is. So that's even why I, I last year spent the Easter uh, vigil mass in New Orleans because of the way travel worked last year, because of the way our trips worked out last year, actually. I ended up being in a visit where I drove actually like five hours from Pensacola just to go into New Orleans to see my family for a little bit. But mostly the, the primary reason was so that I could actually go to the Easter vigil there. Um, you know, that's how important... Uh, the liturgical life is is for me. Um, but yeah, you're right. The R says, For decades, I have never thought about Advent as an important season. Only recently have I studied more about the church. I think the church simply doesn't give the place it deserves. No, you're right. And obviously, this this is something that even dates before Vatican II. Vatican II was like the final nail in the coffin for, for how serious things have been taken in, in certain liturgical seasons and, and liturgical rites, etc. But yeah, I... It's it's been really cool just to find out the history of Advent. I I never knew that for for centuries there was a, a season of fasting and abstinence attached to the season of Advent. That that it was something very common uh, amongst a lot of not just places in the history of the church, but also amongst some uh, some great saints as well. Um, so I just. Uh, yeah, I, I just have been loving learning uh, so much more uh, about these things. And then Visible Man says, On Reformers, your thoughts on John Knox, family legend, has it we are somehow related. Oh, interesting there. Um, I don't know enough necessarily about, um, about John Knox to be able to say anything specific to it. Uh, but what I just can say is that when it comes to Reformers, um, again, when we're talking about Protestant reformers, uh, reformer is really not the right word for it because they did not really reform anything. You know, to reform the church, right, would be to fix the errors that were existing, right, the abuses that were existing, but to still be within the body of Christ. What they did was they revolted. They revolted and left. And in the case of people like Luther, they just made stuff up. They literally made stuff up whole cloth. And again, go ahead and do your own research on this. Martin Luther added words to scripture that weren't there. And in fact, there's a letter where someone asks him, why can you do this? And he says, because I can. He basically gives his, his own, himself his own authority to add words to scripture, and he only added them to try and really uh, push his uh, sola fide belief system. Right? It's only by faith alone that we're saved. Those words are never spoken in scripture. The only time that you see those words in scripture is actually in a letter written by St. James where he says, that it's not by faith alone that we are saved, but by faith in works. That faith without works is dead. That's actually what's in Scripture. So, 
yeah, I think that when it comes to the reformers, they were revolutionaries. They were revolutionaries. Um, if we if we want to talk about reformers again, Saint Ignatius of Loyola is someone who was a reformer. So we have the Protestant Revolt, which is really the more proper name for it, and then there's the Catholic Reformation of the saints that were there to say, oh no no no, the issues that are being brought up are valid, right? The abuses that are happening, though those are real. But the only way to fix them is to actually fix them in the church and not create our own church. Anyway, Vincent Womack says, Vatican II, the unnecessary sequel. Well, I think it says that we have to understand Vatican II within its proper context. The, the very people that were a part of Vatican II who called Vatican II and even post-Vatican II made it clear no declarative dogmatic statements were made from that council. So the only things that we are to accept from that council as being dogmatically defined or as having any shred of infallibility are things that were already a part of the church tradition. Anything that was a novelty, anything that was a variation, it, it, it's, again, it was a pastoral council, the first of its kind. And I think that there will be a time in the future when Vatican II is finally interpreted in the, in, in the way that it needed to be, um, or in, if, it, if it is found to be necessary, not because of the council itself, but because of the aftermath of the council, I think that you could potentially see the council then, uh, you know, be, be declared invalid, not invalid in the way that, it, you know, obviously it was validly called, it was validly put together, but simply that it is to not be uh, taken uh, seriously because that, that has happened before. Um, but anyway, that's, of course, that's a whole other can of worms that needs a lot more unpacking there, but we are getting right at the end. So again, thank you all very much for, uh, for being in the, uh, in the chat. And I really do appreciate it. Again, that last one, especially again, I, I may not have said it the way that I was thinking of saying it. Um, but again, it, it's something that needs to be unpacked for more for sure. Um, forever sci-fi. I think my favorite version of Carol, the bells from South park. Oh Lord. Uh, father says, I'm more of a Bellarmine Borromeo man myself. Well, hey, Bellarmine had a lot of interesting things to say about the papacy. I'll just leave it at that. Uh, St. Nicholas kept his, his pimp hand strong. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> yep. Yeah, he, yeah. And you know what? And that kind of shows you, I think, uh, again, you understand where he was coming from, but at the same time, uh, he got the punishment that he probably deserved as well. Uh, let's see. Have I ever read Dracula? Harvick says, I've never read Dracula. Uh, wait, father is asking Odin for context. Well played. Dang. Yeah, that is uh that's a first. Uh, Sage Rukasega says, I screwed it up. It was Sean Fitzpatrick, not Brant Petrie. But yes, he does have a new interview with Dr. Brant. Oh, okay. Okay. So his interview with Sean Fitzpatrick's where they talk about that. Okay. Well, now I'm not as excited, but I'm still excited because uh, I get to listen to Dr. Brant Petrie and I'm excited for that. Uh, you are, this is correct. Miss Martin muses. St. Patrick was not very fun. This is very true. He would probably have a lot to say about a, a feast being celebrated in his name. Uh, <laughs> Barry Morton. Thank you for the $10. Says super chat says, hope you are doing well and have a great Christmas. Hope you have a wonderful advent and also a very, very good Christmas as well. All right, let's get these last comments. Sort of poopus says here, as somewhat Irish-descended polar bear, I must point out that St. Patrick was a Romanized Briton, but nationality wasn't a real big deal back then. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I know that. Um, a lot of other people don't. But yes, for those that don't know, he was not actually Irish. 
But he was, of course, the bishop who converted Ireland, which is why he is very much connected uh, very directly to Irish by association, I guess you could say. Yes, Joey Horn, absolutely. Yeah, Luther removed books. On whose authority? His own. And uh, absolutely, Miss Martin uses exactly. It was not a reform. It was a revolt. Started their own church. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, absolutely. This is very much factual. Please look it up. Again, don't take my word for it. Look it up for yourself. Um, there is an old adage out there that says, to know history is to cease to be Protestant. And I don't mean that as an offensive at all, but there is, I think a lot of truth to it because there is a lot of stuff in history that, that is just not known by a lot of uh, mainstream Protestants. Store poopus. So how about those Aryans? <laughs> yes. Love the St. Nicholas reference there. Sage of, of Rugasega says, Timothy Gordon had a good approach to the Vatican II questions, critical but nuanced. Yeah, and Tim Gordon, I, I have some issues with Tim Gordon. I, I just, I don't like his tact. He just comes across as very condescending. And I, I just, yeah, I, I have issues. Um, I have not heard of the Temple of Understanding, but it it sounds... No, and and th- that is the very antithesis, at least of of Catholicism, uh, and and it could never, could never uh, be there. Um, and and to that last comment, saying so much for unity in the body of Christ. Oh no no no! Right there, there is such a thing, right? As there's there is perfect unity, and then there is this new newer concept known as imperfect unity. But what does it mean to be imperfectly in union? You know. Is like, does that mean that you're a severed limb that's just barely hanging on? Does that mean that you're just the limb that, that that separated itself and then is just sitting next to it? There's just antecedent to it. Um, you know, it's it's a lot of questions there. What I will say this much to kind of end it more on a much more positive note, I do send all the love and prayers to all of my brothers and sisters in Christ. Um, and obviously I know that there are a lot of people here, uh, that there are a lot of people here that are not of the Catholic faith. And so I appreciate you uh, listening to me and also to having these conversations, right? And that's why I really cannot wait for uh, more vacation time to start doing more stuff on the OMB Report channel because that's where we can really kind of have fuller discussions about these various topics as well, you know? Um, And I think that it's so important for us to have these types of discussions. And that's why I love open forums because I think it leads to a lot of really good and fun discussions as well. And uh, so anyway, with that all being said, thank you all so very much for being here tonight. Uh, it really does mean a lot for you all to be here and to have all the support. Uh, and from the bottom of my heart, much love to everyone out there. And of course, a huge shout out to Tina and Steph, the best Valks in the business. And uh, Laura, thank you as well for helping out earlier as well. Uh, thank you to all of the members on the channel, anyone that super chatted, who liked, who lit up the fire button over on Odyssey. Seriously, it really does mean a lot. This has been a ton of fun as usual. So again, I hope everyone has and continues to have a wonderful rest of your Advent. And also, of course, that it all leads up to a wonderful Christmas as well. And if you have not started to do anything or anything really for Advent uh, and you are Christian, I, I would recommend, hey, try to think about some ways that you could 
add some fasting uh, or add some abstinence because as even Christ himself says, there are some demons that cannot be driven out except through prayer and fasting. So even Christ recognized the power of fasting in our world. And I think that if we look to the current state of the church, uh, we need more fasting now than I think ever before. And of course, prayers out to Sherry Allen. Thank you for sharing that with us earlier. Again, please let us know if there's anything that we can do to help. And for everyone else that's, uh, that's also asked for my prayers, which reminds me, uh, please also keep in your prayers, Andrew Hoyle. Uh, Andrew Hoyle, as you all know, has been a member of the channel for a very long time. All I know is that he is he's in the hospital uh, so and he's very sick. So please do keep Andrew Hoyle um, in your prayers uh, because I think it's so incredibly important that we, uh, that we do and that we pray for uh, all of those that are especially sick, that are struggling, that are, are going through difficult times. I know there's been other people that have been a, a major part of the community that have passed on actually uh, recently too. So again, thank you again for sharing in those prayers. Thank you again for being here. You guys are all amazing and beautiful people. Hope you all have a wonderful rest of your evening. And I finally was able to film the December shout out, shout outs video. And so we'll go ahead and play that. But have a wonderful day, everybody. And as always, God bless. And now for a huge shout out to all of my December Patreon subscribe star and locals members, animation commentator, Brandon, Brian P, Christopher Bowman, Dolores Ed, Dion, Father Christopher Miller, hail to you father, Father Damien Cook, Garrett Searles, Hannibal Grimm, Harold Francis, Inflamed Wood, Jacob Juice, Jeff Toon, Joe Horn, Jonathan Carney, Gomer Kyle 79, Laura, the Modern Major General's Story, Mike Jackson times four, Mitch Dunaway, Mad Mitch Dunaway, Mr. Peabody, Mondo Spieler, On to June, Orange Chat Reviews, Out of Step with Reality, Priscilla Hall, Rosetta Allen, Stan Andrian, Teresa Martin, Theodore Benden, and Tina Bojan, and of course, the Empress of the Universe. Tina B, thank you very much for being my Patreon members. And for my Subscribestar members, UAB Mad Dog, Max, Mike Jackson, Storm Tracker, The R, Fast Reaction, Nosferatu Gatsu, Stan 4, John B, Mr. Roy, Glinzer, J. Alex McCarthy Jr., Dean Heiss, Slash, the new number two, J-Rod, the beer guru, and ZK-Man. Thank you very much for supporting me on Subscribestar. And to my four members over on Locals.com, Kara Tharp, UAB Mad Dog, once again, Mike Jackson, Bifford the Hobbit, and Robert Barnes. Thank you for supporting me on Locals. And if you want to have your name shouted out at the end of every video and live stream, check out the top link in the video description below. It's called Willow or W.LO, Willow Link. It'll bring you to all of my social media platforms and also to all of the various other locations that you can support the channel. You can get access to things like giveaways where I do giveaways of 4K films, 4K steelbooks, digital codes, all kinds of stuff every single month. Also, also, there's a level where you get access to all of that, plus an exclusive podcast that I do with John the Flick Pick Flickinger, where you also get to ask questions that we will answer on every episode of the podcast. And at the final level, you also have the ability, the chosen of Valhalla level, you have the ability to have all of that, plus in your first month, get a free t-shirt of your choice, any color sent anywhere in the world, and also you get to be featured once a month on the chosen of Valhalla live stream featured on the main channel. So if any of that sounds interesting to you, check out the link in the description. You're all amazing and beautiful people. I hope you all have a wonderful rest of your day. And as always, God bless.